Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Ladies and gentlemen, it's raining right now outside, but the sun is about to break through because the Smith and Roland show is about to go live on the air. So have no fear. Just welcome the brilliance and the radiance of our intelligence. Now, the man of the hour, Alan Smith. Wow. I like that. Radiance yeah. of our intelligence why when we talk about the radiance of our intelligence that it seems Uh, like our wattage is a little low i mean if you not notice we have a kind of our lights are a little dim sometimes you ever notice that i mean yeah i've been called dim several times well what about a dim wit you ever been called dim what does that mean i've been called dim wit We and will take that we could do a whole podcast on the depth of the meaning of dim wit that's we really exactly could. exactly right. We really could. But seeing that we are really not dimwit, right. your light only seems dim if you're beside a brighter light. That's the reason. There Compared to me, you look a little dim, but it's okay. <laughs> for my light shineth brighteth enough for both yeah. of us. Yeah. And we got a little article by Mr. Michael Brown this morning. I okay. think it's a little aggravating, but maybe mm. in a good sense and maybe in a bad sense. But he, the title of it is it time to scrap the term evangelical. That's a big statement. I thought that was a pretty big statement. I mean, who, well, to start with that, who would think of such a statement? And why would you think of such a statement? Why would you think of such a statement? Yeah. So he he was saying, what is it time to scrap evangelical? Of course, here's the definition dictionary here. Okay. Evangelical of, or according to the teaching of the gospel or the Christian religion. Mm -hmm. So that sounds like they're like you're talking about a Christian. Now, here's another th- little, take it a little deeper. How are evangelicals different from Christian? Oh, I've never okay. thought of that. I thought evangelicals were Christian. But here's the definition. How are evangelicals different from other Christians? Okay, other Christians. Evangelicals are a subgroup of Protestants who emphasize the authority of the Bible and the importance of personal conversion. Mm-hmm. They tend to be more conservative in their theology and social beliefs than other branches of Christianity. Only thing I can say is you better not do away with the term evangelical. It'd be hard since the Bible talks about the term evangelist and to evangelize, which is to lead people to Christ, which is a root word of the word evangelical. The context of his article, though, Mike shed some light on what exactly is he meaning by let's do away with the term evangelical. Yeah, well, let me start reading it then as we delve into this topic. He says, there are many followers of Jesus in America today who do not describe themselves as Christians. Well, see, Hmm. I have a little problem with that person. I got a big problem with that. It is not because they are ashamed of their faith. Now, listen to his definition. It is not because they're ashamed of their faith. Instead, it is because the word Christian has become so diluted that almost anyone can call themselves a Christian, regardless of how they live or what they believe. Well, instead of getting rid of our terminology, why don't you just say they're lost? Yeah, that's right. That's I mean, exactly. Uh, right. But anyway, this is yeah. his statement. To say I'm a Christian does not necessarily convey a specific set of beliefs or moral standards. And to this has been the case in America for many years now. Commentary for Mr. Olin. What do you think about that? Well, I think that the term has been, it's the same. Our language is the poorest language on the earth to communicate a thought. Evidently. With. Because everyone keeps redefining terms with time. And uh-huh. so 
what happens is, is uh, someone from a political context will ask, are you a Christian? And somebody will answer yes. And the truth is, is they've never trusted Christ as their Savior. They might believe in the Judeo-Christian ethic, but that doesn't make them a Christian. Instead of you to do is stick to the real <laughs> definition of the terms we have and go with the real definition of those terms. That's a good point. And so I think that's what I think is needed more than doing away with the term. Let's get back to the real definition of the term and then you don't have a problem anymore. There you go. That sound, I like that. Okay, next paragraph. The positive side to this is that as followers of Jesus, we have the opportunity to define who we are and what we believe. Even to say I am a follower of Jesus is to trigger a potential discussion. What exactly does that mean? What's the difference between saying I'm a follower of Jesus and I attend such and such church? Well, now, see, I think he's what does it mean? Flating. I think he's conflating some things there. Number one, the term Christian, Alan means Christ-like. Right. That's what it means. Okay. From a positional and progressive standpoint, both, once someone comes to faith in Christ, we are on a journey to become like Christ. I do realize that everybody may be on different places in their journey, and they have to be, but because of growth in grace. But you don't do away with the term because we haven't reached the destination yet. Right. And I think that that is a possibly what that Michael Brown's conflating some of those things. Now, to say I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, okay, that's great. That's wonderful. But where did following Jesus Christ start with you and where does it end? And in that, you have the totality of a definition of being Christian. Just right. because the world has taken the term and put their definition to it doesn't mean you do away with the term. I think that you keep the biblical term and you keep using Bible terms and we put the Bible definition to it instead of trying to redefine God's word. That's mm -hmm. what happens when you get into so many, you know, and now we'll get, I'll get scolded for this, but when you've got 14 different translations to one term and all 14 says something different, you might have yep. a problem, you know? So we need to go back to what does it really mean? Now there's scripture, there's scriptures that talks about they were called Christians first uh, in what was it in Thessalonica or, you know, or Berea, but in the book of Acts, they were called followers of the way. You and I have discussed this before that they didn't just stand up and say, hey, I've been saved. Their life mm -hmm. lived out proved their conversion. And I wouldn't mind getting back to that as a standard, but to do away with the term simply because the enemy has decided, the dark side has decided to take that term, put a different definition on it so as to counterfeit God's salvation. I think that's not fighting for the faith. I think right. Ron has flayed the issues tremendously in those paragraphs. Well, he, you know, he, as he goes on to say here, he says, as for the record, the followers of Jesus in the New Testament were most commonly called disciples. That's a good thought. If you're not referring to the 12 disciples, you know, we had, of course, the 12 disciples, but he's just saying a disciple is here as a disciplined follower. You know. And the program of discipleship, I think, is hooked to the term Christian because right. discipleship causes us to become more and more like Christ. That's the whole transformation process is what is, I think, trying to be stolen from us. 
there's a phenomenon that takes place because most people think they have to work in order to merit the favor of God. You and I know that that can't happen. Right. And I talked a little bit Sunday about performance orientation. And there's a lot of people think that, well, you got to do certain good works in order to be saved. Uh-huh. We know that that's not true. We, right. we are created unto good works because of our transformation process. A spiritual phenomenon and miracle has taken place where now the power is being released inside of those that surrender to Christ for their lives to be formed from one to being another. That's right. That is becoming a Christian. I can honestly say I am a Christian. I am also becoming a Christian. I can also declare that one day I will be a Christian. And Mm -hmm. all three of those statements are true. And I think that it comes under that heading of the same word. And if that makes me an evangelical, Mm -hmm. then I pray that it does, because in that sense and in the strictest definition of those terms, being an evangelical would mean that I am evangelizing others by the life that I live as a follower of Jesus Christ or a disciple of Jesus Christ or a Christian. I just don't believe doing away with the terms is the right answer. I do think giving the right definitions are. Well, he makes a good point here also in his article, Jeff, and and I agree with you that to stick to the words, don't change words, let's stick to the words and the definitions, I agree. But his next point to add into that part of our conversation, this is very interesting because he makes a point that the term evangelical is a word that's changed also over time. In other words, yeah, we got right. the word, we got the definition of the word is what he's arguing here. Mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. that the definition's changing is part of the problem. So yeah, here's what right. he says in the article, explaining the history of the word evangelical, which first came into use in the 1500s as a symbol for gospel. Thomas Kidd notes that by 1950, The use of the word had changed dramatically, especially because of the founding of the National Association of Evangelicals in 1942. Evangelical was coming to denote conversionists of Protestants who were not necessarily fundamentalists. Now, fundamentalists, Uh of course, is people of the word who take the word literally more so. But evangelical is more has the word evangelist, like you've already pointed out, is at the forefront of of that word. But he was saying here that it looks like that the word evangelical kind of this definition kind of changed to be a conservative Protestant, but I think with more with fundamental beliefs myself. Now, he says that they were not fundamentalists, but I, I disagree. The conservative Protestant was more of a fundamental in nature as far as handling the scriptures are concerned. And mm-hmm. so he's making the point that the definition of the of an evangelical has changed. I get his point. I'm not sure if I agree with the, which that doesn't make any difference. I don't have a problem with him even being right, me wrong. But my experience with the terminology of evangelical is that the fundamental term also tended to go with it is what I'm saying. And to it be, sure did. Yeah, it, it says those two words kind of go together. So it would appear then a conservative, Protestant, evangelical fundamentalist uh-huh. would tend to be more of the right, not the left, yeah. but the right. And mm-hmm. it's because of this extremeness of the fundamentals of the faith. It's the extremeness. Mm-hmm. And then the ideology behind that, Jeff, is to not be fundamental in the Word of God is to water down the Word of God. So to yeah. us, you must be a fundamentalist 
if the words of God mean anything. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's right. That's if, exactly if there's right. Any, there's any meaning to these words. From a political point of view, the word evangelical and fundamentalist and conservative right all meant the same thing. They were interchangeable. That's why you talk about the evangelical vote in America. So you've got a political concept. You have a spiritual concept to all of these terms, to these Bible terms. While, you know, we can understand the cultural significance of that, we also need to, I think, be aware of the fact that this is a trap laid by the enemy to confuse speech. It is to use to confuse language so that no one truly has understanding of what these terms mean. Nowadays, you can get up and you can use the term evangelical, and depending on what perspective of people are hearing the word, they're going to put a different definition to it. Some would view that term as being a soul winner or an evangelist. Mm -hmm. Others would define that term as being politically conservative. Mm-hmm. Some would define it as being a disciple of Christ. So that's the reason I say if we're using Bible terms, I think we need to use Bible definitions. Correct. I will say that. Although for the sake of language and for the context of what we're trying to speak about, not only am I not surprised, but I'm a little bit happy over the fact that in the political speech and political context that we could possibly attach a term like evangelical to a to a political ideology i don't think it's necessarily bad right uh, right i totally because i totally agree i do think that's why in writing an article like let's do away with the term evangelical i think michael brown may be saying or meaning by his article i hope he is at least that what he's wanting to do away with is certain definitions of the term that don't fit the term. Okay, I could agree with that. But to do away with the term itself, I think, is uh, trying to do away with parts of the Word of God. And I don't. I think that's dangerous. Well, he makes another yeah. good point here. You know, he's pretty good in his, his historical studies. And another point that he made here, a major factor in this was that in 1949, Billy Graham rose to prominence. And by 1950, he had become the undisputed standard bearer for what people saw as evangelical faith, which I totally agree with. Evangelicals then believed that Billy Graham believed, believed what Billy Graham believed. And that was just it, pretty plain and simple. Well, Jeff, that in itself, Billy Graham did bring the evangelical viewpoint and also fundamental teaching of the scriptures. And based on his productivity, based on his success of conversion, I think we have to all agree his evangelical fundamental approach seemed to be the one that worked. I mean, there's one thing to be called called an evangelical or to be called a fundamentalist, but okay, call me a name. But what we're after here, what works, what looks like is the real gospel. If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. So we have to understand, yes, Billy Graham did bring that definition, but also you have to admit for Christianity's sake, it looks like it's the correct definition. Absolutely. And that has to be considered. That has to be considered. And two, wouldn't it also stand to reason that part of the motivation behind the article is that there is an absence of Billy Graham's Uh now that's bringing proper definition to the term. Maybe that's the issue we should be talking about. There's a vacuum that's been that's left right. since Billy Graham left that's as a right. true standard bearer. So yeah, I can, I yeah. would agree with that part. And I think that's probably, I'm hoping that's probably the motivation for Michael Brown writing that article. Well, he goes on to say here, Jeff, let's consider how we describe ourselves. 
And we got about three or so minutes here. But either way, there's no doubt that the term evangelical does not mean what it used to mean, especially to the general public. Well, that's maybe so, but it still doesn't change it, right? Okay. Right. That's In right. house among committed Christians who identify as evangelicals or distinguishing between Catholic Christians or and evangelical Christians, the term still speaks of those who hold to a certain set of beliefs in harmony with what Billy Graham preached. But for the outside world, it may be time for us to reconsider how we who are traditional evangelicals describe ourselves. Okay, Mike, okay. It might also lead to more conservative conversations, I'm sorry, about Jesus and the scriptures. Shall we take this step? Okay, end of article. Sounds like to me that Mike is saying, I'm probably misinterpreting, but it seems like to me he's saying that he would consider discussions outside of traditional evangelical fundamental descriptions. Is yeah, that the way you take that, way, Jeff? That's the way I would take it. And I, I think that's yeah. the wrong answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the, right I, the discussion part and conversations, I think, is fine. But yeah. it would be to say, listen, just because people are leaving the definition, I mean, I find myself personally, I have left using the definition gay. Why? Because yeah. of, of what yeah. goes along I mean, with it. Now, I understand right. where he's coming from. He said, well, fundamental doesn't really mean a fundamentalist anymore. Mm-hmm. I get what he's saying. So, I, I mean, I probably have to yield to him here just a little bit and say, yeah, probably some discussions since... Well, let's let me say it's a darn shame it's got to be discussed. Yeah, I would say that absolutely. I would totally uh, uh, agree. That. And that's my point is it's such a shame that it has to be discussed that I'm not willing to let go of the term. I'm willing to fight for the right definition. And then if that right. purges out people out of that term, okay, then you got to do that. But that doesn't mean that you do away with the term itself. You can't water down things in hopes of conforming back to it. I heard somebody say this one time. I can't place where I heard it, but somebody said this, when you give up a piece of your faith, you seldom are able to recapture it. So I think when you give up a biblical term or a biblical doctrine, it is seldom ever recaptured. Since the Reformation, we're still trying to recapture truth, even right. right now. And so I'm just saying, I just don't think that this is the right approach in giving up terms. I think that we need to yell louder about their definitions. Yeah, that's where we'd end up. Where do you think old at heart would end up? Old at heart would end up in total agreement with me because, after all, I am the one that he's trying to model his life after. I mean, you know, (laughs) bless his heart. I'm trying to help him along life's journey. uh, (laughs) Okay, I'm sure he appreciates your help. Okay, Roland. (laughs) (laughs) We run off the rails. I see for another episode of the Smith and Roland Show. The Smith and Roland Show, and I'm not Roland. (laughs) And I'm not Smith. (laughs) Amen. Okay, buddy. Uh, See you (laughs) you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowan Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrowanshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.